Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? It's going good, Amy. This has been a whirlwind kind of week. Yeah. There's a there's a lot going in the SBC, in life, in politics. I mean, we had our first debate this week. We have uh, just hours before we started recording this podcast, uh, news came from the White House that President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump have both tested positive for COVID-19 and are in quarantine. So, I, I mean, like head spinning stuff this week, literally head spinning yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of nuts. When I woke up to that, I thought, my word, this this week just won't quit. Like It won't. Yeah. So, I am getting out. I'm headed to the wilderness this weekend, Jonathan. Yes, in your RV, because you're not going to sleep on the ground in a tent. Totally roughing it. I'm going camping 20 minutes away in the state park. Roughing it. 20 minutes away in a king-size bed in an RV. In an RV. Yeah. But at least I'll get outside. I'll walk around. It'll feel like roughing it. And, and for those who don't know, Amy's going to have better plumbing on the RV than she's had at her house this week. A little a minor little plumbing incident at the house this We're week. We're having some some issues on, under the house, so, you know. <laughs> but The RV has better plumbing than the house, but it's, hey, uh, it's all good. Yep. We're making it, though. We're making it, we'll, though. We'll We're going to go, gonna, gonna go rough it. Take the puppy out. So get We just get away from all this craziness, so let's dive in because the SBC had its share. Yeah, well, before we dive in, we do want to thank our sponsor here on the podcast, located in Fort Worth, Texas. Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary is committed to providing theological education for individuals engaging in Christian ministry. Southwestern Seminary offers a variety of degree programs at the undergraduate, master's, and doctoral levels. And just this year, our friends at Southwestern launched a new eight-week online class format which means that you can begin taking classes as soon as October 19th of this year. That's just in a couple weeks. You can get a an application in and get things turned around and start classes this month. If you're interested in taking your next step in ministry training, you can visit swbts.edu to learn more about how you can get started. So uh, these eight-week classes, our friend George Schroeder, who works with us at the executive committee, he's a, he's a student there, Amy, yes. doing these eight-week classes. Yeah. So And after this week, I think he's like... What a week it has been. Yes. It's been a very busy one. And so then trying to take classes on top of that, pretty crazy. Yes. So he's um, he's enjoying his classes. It's just the, the timing that he started it versus the timing of everything going in the SPC. Right. There's a lot happening. So Yes. Uh, but he's, he's, he's been really uh, complimentary of the program over there that he's in. So uh, good to see that. Thanks for Southwestern being on board as a sponsor here at the podcast. Again, SWBTS.edu. And Amy? We talked about how crazy of a week is. We we have some big news from Dallas later in the show, but we start here in Nashville. Yes. So it has been an interesting week. We woke up on, I woke up Tuesday morning, I believe, to see that legal action had been filed in the Nashville area for injunctive relief. So this was uh, Lifeway Christian Resources, and it was directed at its former president, Tom Rainer. It alleged that he uh, that he has breached his severance agreement by publishing with a competitor. So every day has seemed to kind of have uh, new developments. But just to give an overview, because I'm actually going to guess if you're listening to a podcast about the SBC, 
you already pretty much know about this and maybe have dug into the details because there are um, very few of, of those who are really interested in the SBC missed this one. Um, but essentially, Tom Rayner claims he received a written and amicable release from publishing with the uh, with with Lifeway in October 2019 that he discussed his publishing activities with Lifeway's attorney and assumed all was well until he received notice of the lawsuit um, or the filing for injunction on Monday of this week. And so this is kind of this back and forth as to exactly what the severance agreement said, what other agreements came into play. Um, and we're just not, we're not sure, actually. So um, there was some disagreement among Lifeway trustees. And so originally the board had called an emergency meeting on Wednesday, um, but then that was canceled and it was announced that they were not going to proceed with lit- with litigation. They wanted to resolve it without litigation. Um, so it said that uh, the, the, the board chairman said, in lieu of moving forward with litigation, both parties are currently exploring the possibility of an agreed upon resolution of the differences. Our continued prayer is that this will be resolved quickly and amicably. Now, we do not have any uh, confirmation that the legal action has been withdrawn. So if we find that out, we'll certainly update. So they they say they are not going to move forward with litigation, but we don't know if that's actually been pulled back um, for sure. So I don't think this is the end of this story, but we'll just keep everybody updated. Yeah, what a wild week. I was in Atlanta Monday night. George and I had gone down for some meetings at NAM and First Baptist Atlanta. Getting into bed and get a text with the legal filing and just was like, well, tomorrow's going to be a fun day. So all the information, all the links to the filing, as well as the statements from both Lifeway and Dr. Rayner and the board of trustees at Lifeway are in the stories in the show notes over at Baptist Press. So uh, you can check that out, sbcthisweek.com. And we mentioned the big news out of Dallas, Amy. We have a announcement from the trustees at Guidestone that they have selected a presidential search team to find a successor for O.S. Hawkins. Yes. So first of all, uh, uh, this would have been a top story. Like this is the top story kind of thing. Yes. Sorry, Dr. Hawkins. Yes. Especially, right, with the legacy of O.S. Hawkins. Um, it just had quite quite a surprise with a, a new thing that popped up. But uh, no timeline has been set regarding the eventual retirement, but they are just kind of moving in that direction with the search committee. And so that does, does sort of show us where this is headed. Um, they formed it during a regularly scheduled meeting of the board, but they met in a virtual format. Uh, because of the pandemic. So the search committee includes chairwoman of the board, Renee Trewick, and the vice chair of the board, Johnny Hoychik. So um, Renee is from New York, Johnny Hoychik from Louisiana. They are ex officio members of that committee. Then additionally, they, uh, they formed the search committee and included Steve Dighton, who is from Kansas. Uh, he will be the chair of that search committee. Randall Blackman from Cambridge, Maryland, David Cox from Michigan, Jim Scrivener from Oklahoma, and David Rainwater from Arkansas. So uh, they they also spent some time just really honoring O.S. Hawkins and all that he has done. Um, Renee Trawick indicated he will continue providing leadership 
for 2021 and perhaps longer than needed. Um, it says that they, they were not given a timeline to finalize a recommendation. And so if anyone is interested, though, in sending recommendations, you can do so through January 1, and those can be sent to Tim Head at Guidestone. And so the Baptist Press story has his email address and mailing address if anyone wants to just send um, hard copies through the mail. So it started. And based on that deadline, I think that's a pretty understandable uh, time frame there, the three-month recommendation period, basically, through the end of the year. And we mentioned uh, it was a regularly scheduled meeting of the board. Not a whole lot to report except for budgetary savings. John Jones reported that uh, their budget year-to-date, they have underspent by $4.4 million. So a lot of travel savings, marketing savings, and IT savings because of COVID-19. I think a lot of us are seeing that. We're seeing that at the EC. We've seen it at NAM. We've seen it at IMB. Is that because there's not all the travel going around, companies are saving money. So, you know, a lot of expenditures are down. Uh, but they also did see their total assets that they manage are up almost $1 billion since the end of last year. So a massive bump over there at Guidestone in the assets that they manage. So congratulations to those guys on the great year that Guidestone's had, even through the COVID-19 global pandemic. There you go. All right. That wasn't the only trustee meeting. No, it wasn't. IMB also had a trustee meeting over in Richmond. They did theirs virtually too. And they approved a budget of $255.3 million for this next year. That reflects a 4.5% reduction from the 1920 budget of $267.4 million. And they also commissioned 80 missionaries to serve among the nations. Yes, and those missionaries will be sent to eight of the nine global affinities. There will be a sending celebration in November, virtually, uh, just to publicly recognize the new personnel and and, um, their appointments as well. They also updated that uh, the Sin Relief Partnership with NAM is up and running. They also, at this time, currently plan to conduct their February board meeting in person. Yes, they also reported that their pipeline, uh, the candidates that they have in the application process, has reached nearly 1,000 people. So we're around 3,600 missionaries right now. We're just sending out 80 more. We've got about 1,000 in the pipeline. So incredible, incredible uh, news from IMB. Don't forget, we've got the Lottie Moon Christmas offering coming later this year. Um, that'll be kicked off, I think, at the end of this month. So be on the lookout for information on the Lottie Moon Christmas offering and how you and your church can give to global missions through the IMB. Some sad news from Texas, Amy. Yeah, this was a really sad story. Kenny Comstock, who is executive pastor of Crossroads Fellowship Church in Odessa, Texas, he and his wife, Melissa, both died in a um, in an auto accident on Thursday in New Mexico. They had three children who were also in the car, uh, but only one of them was hurt. The four-year-old was hurt, but is expected to make a full recovery. Um, but just, it, it, it's just incredibly sad. Sounds like a, a car crossed the dividing line. And so um, just, uh, I would appear, you know, came, came out of nowhere. And so this is just incredibly incredibly sad and then particularly with children involved yeah to to leave three children behind just uh, just heart-wrenching 
story whenever we heard about this the other day. So uh, do be in prayer for the Comstock family as well as uh, the Crossroads Fellowship out there in Odessa, Texas. I know just a, a devastating event for the life of that church, and they would cherish our prayers at this time. I remember something that a former um, minister of mine talked about years ago when we were first talking to churches, and he just said, you have to think about those moments in the life of a church, and these are, are ones of them. Like, this this will be in that church's history. Yeah. Kind of a pivotal moment and very difficult. They will be in shock and grief for a long time, and so the family, but yeah, the, the church, that it will be unforgettable, so. Yes. All right, some uh, news to wrap up a couple of things. The Summit Church, we mentioned a few months ago that they had uh, kind of postponed their services throughout the end of the year. Well, they're actually coming back online because things have gotten better in North Carolina. So uh, yep. the Summit announced that they'll beginning begin holding on-site worship services in October. They're not going to resume the weekend, but they will be doing some midweek services and some gatherings throughout the month. So uh, that's good news over there that churches are kind of spinning back up. And then also a good friend of the pod, Curtis Woods has been called as the pastor at Severance Valley Baptist Church up in Kentucky in Elizabethtown. So just want to say congratulations to Curtis. Yeah, um, it sounds like he he had started serving as a supply preacher and then continued when the church moved to an online platform. Um, and it really just kind of went from there. I think they saw that they were being led to him. He felt the call there. And so um, I think it's, it's a really, really great thing for Severance Valley. Yeah. And uh, just some, this is on the personal note, speaking of new pastors, our church uh, has been looking for a pastor uh, for a little over a year now, Amy, and we've, we've got somebody coming in view of a call in just a couple of weeks. So that's exciting. Uh, churches kind of filling the pastorate through the pandemic is a little different, but it's, it's happening. Yep. Very good. Well, that's going to do it for our news this week and bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. We're going to go to 1969 with a very exciting announcement that came out on October 2nd from a subcommittee. This was a okay. subcommittee of the Southern Baptist Interagency Council Coordinating Committee. The fact that we even had something like that, that's a very, very long name. The um, SBCIACCC. Yes, that's it. So they had a subcommittee that came with a report that a central computer system for all Southern Baptist Convention agencies and perhaps state conventions is feasible by as early as 1975 to 78. So they were talking about like an SBC network? Is that what we're thinking? I think so. <laughs> I, th I, I think that's what they were talking about. So they said that it could be feasible, but it would be possible right now for smaller agencies to depend upon larger agencies for computer services, possibilities of centralization as to system costs and quality of service would depend on the needs of various agencies. So they did a study. They dealt with what computer equipment was available, strengths and weaknesses of each, costs involved, compatibility of different systems, feasibility of a central computer service. They also recommended a seminar for top convention executives covering the entire computer field. Um, said an organization of computer executives could be created, that duplication of mailing lists be eliminated, um, things like that. Now, what you have to remember is, for all of us, we're, we walk around with computers in our hands, in our phones. But if you think about those like movies when, you know, set back in the 60s, what 
what was the computer like? It was an entire room. Remember, it was a whole room of, um, and you'd have these computer operators that would handle that for whatever company. And so that's what they're thinking of here in 1969. And they are moving into the future. But the thought was, let's do one for everyone. So here we are. We've just launched a, a, a new kind of fresh website. We've got all sorts of online classes that are happening at our seminaries, our trustees are having virtual board meetings. We're going to have a virtual sending service. We have all of these things that are happening that seems like normal life to us. Um, But they were talking about something kind of like this, this week in SBC history, um, except I don't think they ever really foresaw what it would look like now. Absolutely amazing. And and I would have loved to seen like the the actual SBC computer, you know, like yes. the network or whatever. That would have been something else. All right, Amy, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week this week. My resource is the SBC annual. Yes, so it's out it is out. I've got, I got a, uh, it's funny. Allison Young, who works on our team, has a kind of a tradition now where she wraps it in a Christmas paper, like Christmas wrapping paper. Yeah. And puts it and gives it to me. So last That's year I cool. came in one day and it was wrapped in Christmas paper. This year, same thing. So it's like the third year in a row she's done this. Because two years ago, I think she, she gave it to me like at a EC meeting or something. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty excited because she asked me the other day, did I want a paperback or a hardback, like the green hardback or both? And I was like, both? actually, I, I need both because I have a collection of green hardbacks going all the way back to 1845. And so I have to add to that, but then I need one that I like write in and make notes and stuff. So that's going to be my paperback yes. version. And but. I'll take the electronic version that's downloadable on the website as well. Yep. So already there. Yeah, you can if if you're interested in your own personal copy of the SBC annual, uh, there are some available. You can contact Allison through the website, and also uh, you can download a virtual copy, you know, right. PDF online at sbc.net. And of course, it will look different than normal, no proceedings of an annual meeting. So it's kind of a, a different experience, but it will have all of the uh, reports and, and things like that that we normally yeah. have. Also, so, no for the annual meeting theming in it right. and everything. It's right. just kind of just generic SBC yeah. logo. But so, it allows us to keep up and to have yeah. the historical records. So. That's all the information you need and some that you don't. So, <laughs> all right. Well, Amy, your resource of the week is... The new SBC Life Journal is about to head to print. So um, we are very excited about this. This is a complete rebrand magazine style. Um, and that, and what we are calling it is the SBC Life Journal. So it's kind of distinguished from the, um, that section of Baptist Press on the website. And so it's going to be hitting mailboxes soon. If you were already on the mailing list for that newspaper style, you will continue to be on the mailing list so you can look for your copy. Um, but you can subscribe to SBC Life Journal. So we're, uh, I want to throw that link in there and encourage that. As well, uh, we will put up a, a like a digital format through issue um, whenever that goes out. But I am really excited. We've been working on this for a long time. Yes. So that's going to be exciting to see. I can't wait to get my hands on that one. So uh, yep. great job, you and your team on that. And uh, again, I think people are really going to be blown away by uh, not only the quality, but just the content of the journal whenever it hits mailboxes later this month. 
All right, Amy, a couple of housekeeping notes before we go here. This week was October 1st, and you know what that is, right? Yes, hotel reservations. Yes, hotel reservations opened up yesterday, in fact. It was a little snafu with the uh, the third-party housing agency. They, they had some technical issues on their end. Nothing we could do about it but sit back and wait. But uh, we had a lot of Southern Baptists reserve rooms, Amy. We're something like 80% sold right now. We're trying That's to get what more I heard. rooms. That's what I heard. We have sold out nine of the 12 hotels. That's crazy. Yes. In 24 hours, nine out of the 12 hotels have been sold out, and we're working now to secure more rooms. So people are coming to Nashville, Amy. They're yes. Coming. So if you don't be discouraged, if you no, have got there's going to be more rooms think, made available. Yeah. We're going to get more rooms and there are tons of options. This is Nashville. Well, yes. I'm, I'm in Wake Forest, but it's Nashville. So so we do have uh, the, the room rates for the convention here. But like you said, there's a lot of different places to stay in Nashville. We would recommend you do these through the housing service that we have because you guarantee room rates as well as you have you know time to, to change your reservation, those kind of things. You're not locked in. You don't have to pay up front, those kind of things. So uh, do check out sbcannualmeeting.net. If you don't have your hotel room left, there are just a few left at just a few hotels right now. So uh, do check that out, sbcannualmeeting.net, for all that information. And uh, we'll, we'll let you know and update you as more rooms are made available. Yes. That's going to do it for us this week. We want to thank our sponsor, Southwestern Seminary. Once again, if you're interested in Southwestern and finishing or continuing your ministry training, swbts.edu. Amy, I'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>